correctly with the correct amount. D20 Radio, where gamers roll. Gestures towards Rianne, just like uh, it'd take way too long to explain. One, two, I don't think we want to relive what we just did, right, Rianne? Between Sarge's here, uh, yeah, uh-huh. like were they actually ghosts? Or I don't know, like just some weird thing with whatever that place was. They were personal, if if that's what you. I don't know if what else matters. I don't know what else matters. Okay, sorry. Sorry about that. I'm... Can we? Is there a road? Is there a road anywhere around us? Uh, Who wants to make perception because we end out? Yeah, you need to make a perception check. Uh, I'm going to make a really bad perception check unless Caden does. Well, he can't find a road, but he could at least maybe tell the direction we should walk based on okay, smell and stuff. Yeah, so still the same. Three, four, two blue die. While that's happening, you see, you see Voltaire wearing a ring that you haven't noticed him wearing. Oh, okay. In in the distance, Caden can faintly hear a car. I hold on. I would like to know more about this ring, Voltaire. What can people see of this ring? (laughs) Yes, it's very different from the ring of the Order of Saint Lucifer. It looks more like the ring that you would see a minor bishop. Cool. All right. Thank you. So as Caden hears that car, he's slowly putting the feather back into where it was before. I can hear a car that way. Okay. I, I think it's um, best if we continue. Are you all right? <laughs> Joan is really weirded out and really glad that she didn't experience whatever everyone else experienced. <laughs> are you all right, Caden? Are you all right? Are you good? 
Are you fine with what just happened? Kaden pauses for a moment. He's not shaking uh, anymore, and he hasn't collapsed. You can't tell if he's been crying. All you can tell mainly from the sound of his voice is that he's calm. No, um, I don't think anyone could say that that was okay or that I'm okay with that. But like all things of the past, they're in the past. It's time we move forward, people. As hard as that might be. That that is much easier said than it is. Oh, believe me, I know. I'm glad you're coping with your baggage well, Caden. I'm going to need a minute. All right. That's why I was asking. Eliana's like crying. I don't think she even notices that she's crying. Voltaire Voltaire just goes and puts a hand on her shoulder. You're okay. You're okay. Sure I am. Sure I'm okay. I'm always okay. I'll be okay. We'll be fine. Give me 20 minutes. We'll be okay. Do I... I pull on my phone. Is there cell service? One bar. One bar. How long have we been gone? I'm going to call... Excellent question. We've been gone two days. Oh! <laughs> yeah. Um, are we in there like two hours? It may not be the best time to bring this up, but we still have some very important things in my pockets that we need to kill. <sighs> All right, you do that. I'm gonna see if I can get us a way out of here. You just see Voltaire pull. Right, what's pull a bottle? Gen- out of his pocket. Bottle gestures, gestures towards Eliana. Either you help me drink this, or I'll drink the whole thing. <laughs> sure. What the heck? Eliana just friggin' throws it back and then hands it back to him. How much has that skin longer? Actually, yeah. Caden kind of, like, at, upon hearing all of that, he kind of shrugs his shoulders, takes out a flask he didn't know he had yet, and just takes a swig. <laughs> Rian just wipes his eyes and face of all the tears and just tries to stand up, but due to his wounds, he's unable. He just collapses <laughs> more out of pain than anything right now. <laughs> Okay, for those of you who actually know the name, this this would be the time to use it. Okay, I guess bring up. Yeah, okay. so he pulls out, and so the corpse is in the process of healing. There's still big chunks missing, but a lot of the flesh has like regrown. That thing's been growing inside your bag, holy. That's cool. <laughs> Joan uh, takes a minute, like uh, after the craziness that happened, to remember, and then let me say it, Joan. Oh, okay. This was my hunt to begin with. It was my hunt to end. Okay. Say it. Just, yeah, just. All right. Ajay. Blah, 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 blah. He told you a whole story. What do you mean, blah, 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 blah? That's for the sake of the fact we don't know what the rest of it is, Caitlin. Yeah. And we don't know. Oh, the rest of the name. I thought, okay, I thought we were doing like, it means the heart and whatever. Us as. Yeah, sorry. The characters know, but. Rianne didn't say blah, blah, blah. Rianne speaks her name. So the color that was returning to the flesh fades. There are no more visible signs of regrowth. Excellent. It is done. (sighs) Voltaire's going to go up and kick the corpse just to make sure. (laughs) Nice. Wow. Nice. (laughs) Okay. It's it, dead. It just yeah. ragdolls. It's, it's, it ragdolls. <laughs> it's a corpse. It's a corpse. It is a corpse corpse now. Sweet. Was uh, Did Rian stand up for that? You said earlier that he was struggling to stand up. No, uh, he pretty much did that on his knees because he can't really stand up at the okay. moment. He's too injured. Caden kind of walks over and sits down next to him. 
since we're taking a moment to all breathe and recuperate a tiny bit, you know? Joan sits down and is like, I really hope you guys don't need any more spells because I'm, I'm, I'm kaput. Eliana's going to try and call. Shoot, I gave him a name. What was his name? It was Simon, her personal driver slash operation of other vehicles guy. You mean the guy in Vegas? Hmm? Yeah. Okay. She manages to call, but it's patchy. Awesome. <laughs> Miss? Hey, Simon? Can you hear me? Yes. Um, I'm going to need you to fly out to the... Um... Salt Flats. Does anyone know where we are? Like, it feels like desert. Can Caden tell it's salt? Yeah, you can definitely taste the salt in here. Oh, everyone knows that salt. And he's just going to take a guess. Like, it's a salt flat. Maybe Utah. Okay, Simon, do you want to uh, fly out to um, the uh, salt flats in Utah? Maybe? I might change course at some point. Um, I need you. Say that. Say again. Helicopter. <laughs> salt flats. Utah. Yes, miss. <laughs> Great, thank you. She hangs it up. Vulture. It's gonna be a minute. Uh-huh. Do so? Do we want to just camp out, or we do? Do we want to try hitch- hitchhiking or something? <laughs> or like, what are we gonna? What are we gonna do? How far away did the car sound? Just as a guess. If you were to walk, it would be like probably thirty minutes to get to the road. Oh, that's not too bad. Well, there's a, a road about maybe thirty minutes or so that way. Might find cars or gas station or something. I don't know. Something. It's something. Sounds good to me. Let's get going. Could one of you please give me a hand? I am having terrible trouble standing Kaden's up. Caden's going to do it. Since he was sitting right next to him. Radio. Come on, Hunter. We're not dead yet. Uh, and we started walking. Brian's kind of thinking he kind of wants to see Coyote just for a laugh at this point. Yeah. Just it boosts morale a little. I don't think it boosts morale except for just you, Rian. <laughs> it would just, it would just be Rian. Or Vang can also give us some quick help. If that All right. Um, yeah, so we, <laughs> after about 30 minutes of watching, we reached the road. Walking, not watching. Did I say watching? I meant walking. <laughs> um, and waiting on a boulder by right next to the side of the road is Coyote. <laughs> yes! <laughs> Before you say anything... I want you to sort of sort of think about how your actions and words might impact others, okay? Rian is just laughing at the sight of Coyote. Caden Caden <laughs> turns to Rian and is like, I feel this is somehow your fault. <laughs> well, you guys look like you've been to hell and back. You don't even know that. You could say that. I don't know, Voltaire. I think you could probably imagine it quite well. Oh, I could send him there. <laughs> I'm half tempted. As we can tell, he won't stay. <laughs> but it would make me feel better. You know what? Fine. You do what you want here. I, I won't oppose. Gosh. Voltaire, I think we've seen enough death for a while. Caden kind of So please, do me a favor and restrain yourself from killing him for the time being. <laughs> Voltaire just chuckles at the comment, we've seen enough death. <laughs> Eliana looks absolutely stricken. Like she was kind of recovering over the walk and nope, we're right back at it. We're right back at it. <laughs> 
Are you planning on helping us, or are you just going to be annoying? Well, I don't know. You got a chopper on the way, so... Oh, good. A chopper that's probably not going to be here for hours, so if you could, I don't know, even just get us... Do you have... Do you have any way of helping us out a little bit? Just a little? That won't involve you in any way, (laughs) shape or form, endangering us for your own amusement. I brought snacks. Rianne is just <laughs> laughing his head off. Voltaire, if you look at Voltaire, he is this far from knocking you out. Caden's like, what kind of snacks? So I uh, stole these from a gas station a bit of ways away. Um, and then he pulls out, he like pulls out a cooler. <laughs> he pulls out a cooler? <laughs> I'm loving this guy so much. And like so you see much. inside, there's like some beers, some Jones sodas, some. Wait, are these made by Jones? No. <laughs> Jones is a brand of soda. Jones, no, you never told us. <laughs> um, and then like some like cheap, cheap gas station food, uh, like some gas station hot dogs and cold cut sandwiches and yeah. Cheetos. Yeah. Yeah. This is beautiful. How far away is the gas station? Uh, walking? Uh, I don't know. I kind of uh, was in my other body. How far was it for you in your other body? Mm, it doesn't work like that. Okay, great. You're useless. All right. Awesome. This is great. Here we go. There we go. I have a currency in the form of authorities trailing you because you stole this. Oh, mortal authorities? Come on. What would they do? Chase the coyote that stole this? Shoot the coyote? I think they would more or less look in complete and utter confusion and just... I don't, think, I don't even know what the... If they, I don't know. The look on the gas station employee's face was pretty funny when a coyote came in with a cooler, put all the stuff in the cooler, and ran off. <laughs> Rian is still laughing at everything. Caden's <laughs> actually trying to hold in a laugh. Like... <laughs> He, he's in a state where not much could slightly break him, and this is actually yeah, amusing. Near or at his limit on both wound and strain. Right he's there. delirious. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, like I don't even think that guy was like in a mind to try calling the cops. I think he was just trying to, you know, wrap his mind around the fact that an animal had just ran in with a cooler, stole a bunch of things, and left. Eliana's staring at the cooler in an extremely overwrought sort of way. <laughs> uh, I, the snacks are for you guys, by the way. Uh, oh, I'm good. I don't want. I don't want your contraband. Caden <laughs> will take a cold cut. He'll just like reach and feel around. Joan is taking a Joan soda. Rian is grabbing a couple of hot dogs. <laughs> Eliana pops some pills, sits down, and pulls out a sketchbook. Sketchbook. Yep. What? Uh, she starts scribbling furiously. Voltaire's uh, just gonna lay down. No, so yourself pops the lid lid off of a like a beer and a soda, downs them both in one go at the same time. <laughs> so Coyote, besides us being out in the middle of nowhere, what brings you out to the middle of nowhere? I just wanted to check up on you guys. How kind of you. <laughs> but do tell me, do you have any news as to what happened at the reservation? Um, well, a bit of time after you guys left, so did the beautiful woman who skewered me. Uh, uh-huh. um, of course, I only had—I kind of had to find this out by listening to chat the next day. Uh-huh. Have to wait till the sunrise before I can hop back in, you know. Yeah, but by the time I woke up, by the time I was alive again, she was gone, and I don't know where she went. What of the elder? 
Ah, yeah. Yeah, he's dead. Brian just brings a hand to his face and he's trying to hold back tears. <laughs> he's just like, Ugh. Uh, Yeah, it seems like she wasn't very happy with uh, your quick escape. Sorry about that. You should have went for him before jumping through that way. You can should have and would have yourself until you die. Either way, he's not going to be any less dead. Caden just nods. Like, he, he's like, yeah. Uh, right. I don't suppose you know the nearest form of civilization to us by, that we can make on foot, or would you suggest we wait till the helicopter arrives? Kind of worry about the snacks, you know, so you could just relax a bit, eat some food. Get some drinks waiting for your bride to show up. Okay. By the way, before I run, you... Uh, mm-hmm. A few things might have happened while you were gone. Brian just looks at him with a serious eye and he's like, Do tell. Just, uh, just things I heard coming from Vegas. Some things have happened. Voltaire points his shotgun at Coyote's head. His head is suddenly a lot lower to the ground as he scampers away in coyote form. <laughs> Voltaire, that isn't going to help. And he's gone. Voltaire! He was being annoying. Yes. Does anybody want to make, like, think for one second that, like, I don't know, maybe violence isn't always the best answer to a problem, okay? Maybe, maybe we should just like listen, listen to people. Maybe just ask questions. Yeah, I think that's a. V- just a I think that's a really good suggestion, Eliana. In fact, I, I think I think we remember talking about this. <laughs> I certainly remember us talking about that. And tell me, Voltaire, how have you survived this? No, 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 no. It's not necessary. It's not. Yeah, let's uh, let's cool. Yeah, cool down. A bit. Is there any ice in the cooler? Yes. Rian just grabs a handful of ice and just puts it to his forehead and face. I guess that's one way to take it. Though it would have been nice to know what he was going to tell us about Vegas. I think since we've been gone, Morgas has been uh, a little busy. busy. Wait, who has who has the journals from the place? Are they in, like, Voltaire does? How much would I be able to learn in a half hour of studying the journal? That'd be a knowledge check. All right. Knowledge ed? Yeah, knowledge education. Okay, he has rank one, intellect three. Nice. Voltaire is going to pull out the journals and see what he can discern. As he's doing that, Brian's going to go to Eliana. do you know what time it is right now? Do you not have a phone? Brian, do you not have a watch? Do you have anything? Well, not a watch. Brian takes out his phone and tries to turn it on. I'm afraid my phone is dead from going through the water earlier, and... He looks at his wrists. No watch. I'm kind of in the middle of something. I just need to. I just need to finish K- this, K- and, then, K- and then I can check. The phone. Like while she's saying that, Caden is already like brought up his phone, and he's like, "Siri, what time is it?" It is nine a.m. Thank you, Siri. At least we're not in the worst part of the day. Eliana takes another couple minutes of just furious scribbling, and then she like turns the page. Um. So Voltaire actually Voltaire's phone beeps. Oh. And he sees that he has a lot of <laughs> notifications. <laughs> he, he brings out he brings out his phone. He's just like, 
Oh, that's that is not good. What you want to share with the class? Um, people have been trying to get in touch with me, and usually when people are trying to get in touch with me, she's about to hit the fan. Great, great. Like it hasn't already. He huh? goes through. What is he saying? Multiple calls from his boss. Ooh, um, that's not gonna happen. No. Uh, a couple calls from Walter Biddles. From uh, our friend Dr. From, Walter Biddles. Uh, <laughs> and like some texts from uh, Dr. Biddles as well. Yeah. Stuff about like, hey, got another interesting corp show up. I want to tell you of those are. Um, there are seven texts like that. Seven more bodies. Like, it's like, just, hey, another corpse. Hey, another <laughs> corpse. Hey, got another one. Where the heck are you? <laughs> Voltaire calls his boss. Voltaire. Uh oh. Why, hello. It's been been a while. I've been out of service. What have I missed? Why were you out of service? Your plan is specifically universal. Anywhere on the planet, we can call you. I wasn't exactly on the planet. It's a bit of a it's a bit of a long explanation. I'll give you a detailed report later. Suffice you can like feel that he's raising his eyebrows at you. <laughs> We ran away from we ran away from Morgaus into a way, and I figured the on the planet clause on my phone didn't cover alternative dimensions of said planet. Yes, so that is why you have not been doing your job. That and I had to get a tree burned out of my gut. Pleasant. Yes, yes. But what what exactly have I been failing to do? What has happened? Very public murders of high-ranking members of multiple factions in the city. Who's been affected? One of my most trusted lieutenants is dead. Uh-huh. You will want to come quickly. I have a helicopter about 15 minutes out uh-huh. from my location by now. Come to my office when you're here. Click. Uh-huh. Oh, that is that. Oh, how that close is, is not good. How close is Vegas to the flats? Xander was trying to yeah, study. There's two, three hours left. Yes, yes. Apparently, Morgaus definitely has not been slacking in our absence. Is this after the half an hour he was studying the book or before it? Technically, before. Yeah. Before. Yeah. before. Okay, cool. We're still freaking out. So you go to study the book? Yeah, after I explain. You get Jack Squaw. I get Jack, just nothing. You can't get any, you can't figure it out. Like, he's, his writing is in some sort of cipher that you don't get. Awesome. <laughs> Does he express that to anyone? Does he just, like, curse in frustration or something? Oh, there, yeah. By the end of it, he's probably just curses. He says, damn it all. He might as well be, might as well be writing in Greek. Hmm. I mean, if he was writing in Greek, then I could at least read it. I was about to say, I assumed you'd be able to read Greek. Well, I, I don't know. Do you know anyone who could maybe figure that out in Vegas? <laughs> um, I think I'm going to have to repair some relationships at work before <laughs> I start asking for favors. All right, all right. That's, um, fair. That's fair. Eliana, who has been for the second half of that 30 minutes serenely and carefully sketching uh, after that frantic page looks up and she's like I might know somebody no promises but I might know somebody who could 
I don't know. They've been around for a while. I, I love your idea already. As long as it doesn't involve me asking people at work, I'm all for it. So, Caden, like, besides the eating um, from the cooler during that 30 minutes, he's taken the feather out again. He's just been kind of running his fingers along it. Just more or less that. You can't really tell what else he's doing other than maybe thinking. Brienne's going through his mind as to whether or not... (laughs) After everything that's happened, if leaving home was the best option he could have ever done. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, so does anyone else try to look through the journal? I think Rian would. Now that his strain has gone down his head, it's kind of had time to cool off. Rian will take a look. Try to get anything from it, but he'll give us a look. Three green. That is it. Voltaire walks over to Eliana and he just, he just says, I haven't, I haven't seen you draw in a long time. Mm-hmm. I mostly use it for practical purposes. Uh, more as of more recently. <laughs> Stress relief. You could call it that. I might go more for coping mechanism. Is there that much of a difference, really? I mean, I suppose they're basically the same, though. Stress relief seems to usually come more consistently with the relief part built in. Yes, yes. That's usually when I just break out a new bottle of whiskey, but Mm. that's not advisable for most people. Fairly effective, though. Yes, yes, indeed. (laughs) I mean, at this this point, Voltaire would pull out the lighter. Thank you for this. It came in handy. But I I must ask you, what, what does the engraving mean? Eliana's... I don't know how she looks. She just kind of stares at it. Engraving? <laughs> yes. Um, spells out Evers, doesn't it? Ah, uh, yes. If he's hand- reaching it out. Oh, yeah. She takes it. And she sort of <laughs> looks at it. Um, yeah, it's... Um, it's an acronym... I, I honestly don't really know what it means anymore. Uh, Would it have something to do with the reason that your hair is suddenly stark pink? Uh, you know, you could say that. <laughs> I like I like it, by the way, and I have yet to say thank you. Thank you for not leaving me to be killed by Morgaus. I could never leave you to be killed by Morgaus, and thanks. <laughs> <laughs> I, you you don't you don't have to talk about what happens in there, but I'll I'll have you know I know I know what post traumatic stress looks like when I see it. I've suffered I've suffered with it uh, for a majority of my rather long existence here. How do you cope with that? Speaking of coping mechanisms, <laughs> um, time. And copious amounts of alcohol. Hmm. Well, I've got one of those going on. I mean, honestly, when you've when you've seen when you've seen and done some of the things that I have seen and done, the skeletons in your closet tend to come out every now and again. This last experience was just a little more real. Imagine it was. Hmm. Are you? Are you all right is probably a stupid question. 
Oh, Eliana, my dear, I haven't been all right for the past, oh, 250 years. I don't have 250 years under my belt, but I can relate to some probably <laughs> lesser degree. <laughs> oh, don't, don't compare. If it's a problem for you, it's a problem. We can't, we can't all live as long as I have. Does it ever get any easier doing what you do? Um, easier, easier, no. I think you just get harder. You get more calloused to it as you go along. Sort of like learning an instrument like the guitar or something, though I've always been heinous. <laughs> I mean, I tried. I tried. You I sure did try. But I could never get it. But you just get more calloused. In this line of work, you can take a life and go eat out and nothing really changes. One minute you're dancing among the corpses of your enemies and the other, you're enjoying a nice bottle of wine with a beautiful woman. How long does it take to stop caring like that? <laughs> oh, a long time. Well, darn it. It's definitely not something that you can just turn on at a moment's notice. That would be nice. <laughs> I've been trying to figure it out for 250 years. I mean, <laughs> you saw, you saw me in there. It's, there are, there are always, there are always the few that will come back and beat you about the head and shoulders. Do you want to talk about it? <laughs> oh, no, but I'll answer what questions you have. I don't really want to ask if it, if it puts you in a worse off spot. <laughs> Eliana, my dear, after, after all this, you couldn't put me in a worse off spot if you stabbed me. I mean, you could arguably put me in a better spot, but that, that depends on your point of view on religion. I've been meaning to ask about that. <laughs> what would my point of view have to be on religion? to put you in a better spot? Oh, you'd have to be one of those denominational Christians who's just like, there are multiple roads to heaven. Everybody gets to go. Eat, drink, and be merry, and God will beat us with a few stripes, and that'll be it. What's your perspective on religion? My perspective on religion is that there hasn't been a true one for quite some time, at least that I've found. I don't know that I necessarily belong to any philosophy or another, except that, I mean, well, they're angels and things, so there's got to be a higher power, right? I certainly hope so. Not to pry, but wouldn't you know, <laughs> based on the little tidbits I've been picking up here and there over the last week or so? Let's put it this way. Dear old Pop-Ops wasn't exactly a talkative kind of type. What kind of type was he? The vacant type. What about dear old... What, mom-moms? <laughs> oh, my mother. My mother could be an angel. She would have been a better one than my father. She was one of the most caring people you have ever met in your life. That's good. She wanted me to follow somewhat in my father's footsteps. I joined the priesthood and got sucked into the glory, the glory and honor of the Inquisition. Can I ask what changed? Because you don't seem to be 
<laughs> a particularly religious type at this point in time. Well, my dear, if you've studied any amount of history, you know that the Inquisition hasn't exactly had the most angelic of past. What changed is I met someone who, like my mother, was near perfect. She was intelligent. She was beautiful. She was a woman of science, but could appreciate music. And she was, she was helping me care for those that I was assigned to. And it is because she was helping me care for the, the specific person I was assigned to that she got branded a witch and a heretic and was tortured into madness before my very eyes. And it is because of that that I saw, I saw those in the Inquisition for who they really were. And I vowed from that moment forward I would tear the Inquisition down brick by brick if I had to walk the very streets of heaven to do it. I'm so sorry. After what I saw, faith wasn't exactly my strongest suit. And like I said, my father... He never exactly stopped being the vacant type. And that is that is when I decided to go to the Order. And one of my lineage isn't exactly something that the Order will pass up lightly. They gave me the skills and resources to make the Inquisition's life a living hell every chance that I could. So that's what you're still doing? Every opportunity that I get. How long are you, I don't know how long you live, but how long are you going to do this for? <laughs> well, that is an excellent question. Either until I die or find a better alternative. Find anything that looks any better than this? Well, there are some things. Not quite enough? Yeah, they're getting there. I mean, I suddenly gained a very, very much, very much needed appreciation for the color pink. And I wasn't mauled to death by vicious plants. And, you know, this this person is she's managing to change my attitude, little by little. Well, I hope that uh, that continues to work out in some capacity. Eliana is suddenly looking, like, really conflicted and kind of pained. I mean, she's been looking sad this whole time, but... Voltaire would definitely notice. He just, he just sees that and he's just like, Eliana... We all, we all have things in our past that we don't want to relive. Whatever it is, I don't need to know. Thanks. Apparently when you, uh, put a traumatic event in a box and bury it deep, deep, deep into your psyche and then confront it all at once suddenly with no warning after a long time, um, it's, it's something of a rather upsetting experience. Uh, yes, yes. About the first time I was... <laughs> Confronted with Anna's death, I was near comatose for three months, partially from alcohol, partially from crippling depression. The fact that you're up and moving speaks volumes. I've gotten pretty good at putting things in boxes. <laughs> yeah, yes, until somebody like Morgaus comes and pours all the boxes out, lights them on fire, and waves them in your face. True. Very true. Uh, this is a lot bigger than I had sort of, uh, anticipated when I decided to 
come along for a little murder mystery adventure with an old friend. <laughs> yes, yes, it is. I mean, we've almost been killed how many times now? Honestly, I don't know. This has all been excessively overwhelming, and I've never been good at handling... Near-death experiences? Well, yes, that... <laughs> I'm not... I'm sure you've noticed that I get a bit queasy at the at the sight of violence, and this has been a pretty violent week. That's one way to say it. But I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't blame you in the slightest if you walked away now. I mean, there are lives at stake here. Yes. I should walk away. Uh, this is massively interfering with my actual ben. life, not to mention my reputation. And, uh, I don't know. Well... I mean, my dad lives in Vegas, so it's not like I can just take off. Yeah, true, true. But if your stark pink hair and beautiful, beautiful features tell me anything, I'd wager to think that your parents can handle themselves rather well. Well, I don't know about one of them. Never matter. But the first one definitely can. <laughs> <laughs> My father and your father laid out very different footsteps, and I wasn't fully equipped to follow in mine. So, yes, he can, he's, I don't know. Maybe I'll just tell him to leave, just take a road trip. <laughs> I mean, that would make sense. Or, if you decided to stay, you've already been invaluable. You've saved my life on multiple different occasions. And you would have my solemn word that no harm would come to you. I appreciate that. I'm a bit more worried about you. You're the one who's sort of getting into the thick of things. I've cheated death multiple times for less honorable purposes. We'll figure it out, I guess. We always do. And by we, I mostly mean you, but I'll try and help. <laughs> you see? There is, there is laughter to be had, even in the face of death. In the face of a lot of things. Death is honestly the least of my problems at the moment. <laughs> oh, good. We agree on something. Uh, aren't we just a happy bunch of lunatics? Absolutely jovial. <laughs> but we're the ones who know about this, so jovial or no, seems like we're the ones who are going to have to sort it out. Unless we can enlist the help of anybody else. But well, I, I mean, guess we'll have to find out what state Vegas is in when we get back. Yeah. We both technically have rather powerful family members, although I doubt mine would talk to me if I tried. What? I mean, I have tried. Multiple times. Yeah. What leads no. you to believe that I have a powerful family member? Eliana, have you looked in the mirror recently? I don't know what to say to that, honestly. <laughs> you are gorgeous and you have strikingly pink hair. And I'm pretty sure if you continued down the path that you would, you would also have a striking aversion to iron. That's the plan. We'll see how far I get. We both have some interesting journeys ahead of us, but why don't we see what we can do about it together? I would like that. Hello, 
everybody, this is Caitlin, aka Howie, and welcome to roughly the middle of the episode. I hope you are doing well, and I hope you're enjoying the show. This episode is packed full of juicy character secrets, and speaking from the perspective of somebody who knows most of the secrets at this point, the re-listened value is crazy. <laughs> I hope it's as enjoyable the first time through as it is to me the millionth time through, because in editing, you listen to the thing a lot. If you are enjoying the show, please, please, please consider telling a friend. The only thing better than a really good podcast is being able to discuss said really good podcast with somebody you enjoy talking to. I know that's true for us, and I'm sure that's true for you. If it's not, well, we would appreciate if you tell a friend anyway. <laughs> it's the most effective way to spread the word and grow our little community we're building here. Another great way to support us is to leave a review on whatever podcast service you're using, but particularly iTunes. iTunes is the most helpful. And besides, we'd love to hear what you think of the show. Like I said, the only thing better than a good podcast is talking about it with other people, and we would love to hear your thoughts and talk about it with you. After we finished recording the session, there was some discussion of doing some sort of recap retrospective Q&A sort of a thing at the end of the season, and we would love to do that sort of thing if y'all are interested in it, so... In your review, feel free to say that that's something you'd be interested in, or you can follow us on Tumblr, Facebook, YouTube, or Twitter, all of which are linked in the description below, and tell us there. Use hashtag the Genesis Archives on Twitter, or join our Discord server, which is also linked in the description. If you want to support more in the monetary sense, <laughs> head over to patreon.com slash thegenesisarchives and become a patron. We have lots of cool, creative, collaborative rewards for you to play with, and we're working on some ideas for some lower tier, behind-the-scenes discussion, whatever type stuff. I don't know, we're figuring it out. But whenever we do figure it out, I'm gonna tell you, and it's gonna be good. <laughs> At this time, I would like to shout out our patron, Annalie Cryer. Thank you so much for supporting us and for supporting the podcast. We love you so much. Now, just real quick, I would like to apologize for getting this episode out to you, like, fully a week late. <laughs> we had some editing crew change-ups with the start of the new year, and I got an earache at exactly the wrong time. <laughs> But never fear, there will be a new episode coming out next week, as per usual. And from that point, we will be back on schedule. Again, thank you so, so much for listening. We really appreciate you. You know, they say you should create for yourself first, but, but these stories really do truly come to life once they're in your hands. So, thank you. From the bottom of my heart, thank you. Anyway, enough with me being sentimental. Uh, let's get back to some other characters being sentimental. Maybe. I don't know yet. You'll have to find out. You'll have to keep listening to find out. I hope you enjoy the rest of the episode, and I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day. Bye-bye! <laughs>
roughly around when their conversation starts and Caden can kind of tell the nature in which it's going to go, he decides to, uh, where is Joan right now? Is she sitting down, like, drinking her Joan soda still? Yeah, she's sitting That's down what I thought. drinking Joan soda. Right, and Rian, he's picking the book at this time, like, after he got yeah. his energy yeah. to write. Yeah. All right, so he's busy. So, yeah, once Caden realizes the nature in which the conversation's going, he moves over towards Joan and sits down next to her. Uh, yeah, Joan, like, raises an eyebrow as she takes another swig of her soda. Yes. You know, I'm still waiting on that apology. That one? <laughs> well, you, you said you hadn't done it yet, and so I waited. All right. The waiting. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm, I'm really sorry for what I did all these years ago. I didn't understand what it meant, and I wish I'd learned much sooner who Godmother really was what she really wanted. I'm sorry. Thank you. How are you uh, holding up with all of this? I know you didn't uh, have any freakish visions or nothing, but uh, you're doing all right? Yeah, I'm doing all right. I'm uh, a bit more worried about some of the others. (laughs) Oh, yeah. His head, like, cocks more to the direction of everyone else as he's thinking. (laughs) Doesn't seem to be looking at anyone in particular. Yeah, just um, uh, Ellie and Voltaire particularly didn't look like they were doing too hot. Mm-hmm. Definitely Eliana seems uh, seemed unprepared for what was to come. Not that we were, but uh, she's taking it pretty hard. As for Voltaire, I, I think he's uh, he seems slightly accustomed to this kind of thing. He'll probably be fine in a little bit. I guess I'm lucky that the only real skeleton in my closet is you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that will have been real fun. Except I'm still alive, so... Yeah, I that's why I'm lucky. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. So I guess, uh, I guess it's slightly even ironic that uh, you're the one who helped get me that skeleton in my closet. Oh. No, it's not. I don't blame you at all for that. It's not you. It's definitely Morgan. It was just situational. Um, okay. <laughs> Is it um, Morgan's punishment? Yeah. Would you have still tried if you knew what she'd punish you with? It takes a long time to answer that. I don't actually know. Part of me would say yes, and part of me would say no. I guess that makes sense. For Morgan, it was considered the uh, ultimate insult to her generosity. Yeah, I can imagine. Think, uh, what what does she say? What, what, what was what she said? She said something to the effect of, uh, since I tried to take something so precious to her, I had to give the most precious thing to me. To her. Something like that. Something poetic. Sounds like Godmother. Oh, yes. Are you still afraid she'll find you? Even after the second escape? Yes. 
Like it's not. I, I. It's not like she wants me any less now. Well, she didn't seem very active with trying to find you the first time, as far as I know. Godmother's weird. <laughs> well, she doesn't like. Like even even with how weird time works in these other dimensions and stuff, she's just on like a whole nother level. For her, like these three years might as well have been like I don't know a day. Like, <laughs> eh, it's it's very very possible with her. Yeah. Though it did take a bit for me to come to that conclusion. For the first like year. After I escaped the first time, I was terrified that I'd turn the corner and she'd be there or one of her goons or something would be there. I'll be there? Yeah. Hmm. Or that she'd send her hound Mm -hmm. and I'd be forced back. Very reasonable fear. But, uh, I mean, she claims you as her daughter and all, but you're not technically bound to her, are you? I mean, certainly not in the way that I am. She, when she claimed me as her daughter the first time, it was the best day of my life. So, of course, I accepted it. So, no, I'm not her servant like you are. I don't have that life debt that you have to her. But she has power over me by the old laws. Not the sort where she can make me... I don't know, stab my own hand or anything. <laughs> enough that she can she can keep me. And yet you are not in her clutches. Well, we did have a bit of a way out. We had the second time. And uh, you, you did talk a tiny bit about the first time, but it seemed like you kind of found your own way out the first time. No, no, I had some help the first time. Oh? From who? Um, I never, I never learned his name. It's just a man in a red suit. Does that sound familiar at all to Caden? I mean, not that he sees things, but like, would I have to make like a knowledge supernatural check or just? This would be an impossible check. <laughs> okay, then never mind. I won't attempt it. <laughs> like, you'd have to spend a story point, and even then it would be six difficulty dice to try. Nope, nope, nope. Not doing it. Nope. Harsh. Yeah, he was just a tall man in a red suit, had a gold tie, and can't really remember any of his features for some reason. Wasn't that long ago, but I can't remember any of his features. He held the way open. And then was gone. Did he explain why? (sighs) He said I owed him one. Oh. All all right. Yeah, that could mean anything. You're concocting. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. Okay. (laughs) He really doesn't know how to respond to that. (laughs) Jones is confused as he is, even though it's been three years. (laughs) So, someone... In a red suit and a gold tie of unknown motive, origin, or features, kind of swooped in, opened the way, and then told you <laughs> you owed him one, and then scrammed? Am I getting that right? Yeah, he just vanished. 
All right. And he hasn't come to collect since then, <laughs> but not saying that I don't think he will someday. Mm. Uh, but no, they always I was, come. I was running. I wanted out. Mm. And I was willing to owe this stranger one if it meant I could leave. Mm. It's always interesting to see what we will do to get what we want. The sacrifice we're willing to make. But uh, I don't know. It seems odd that someone would have the have the balls to even stand up to Morgan in that way. It must be someone. <laughs> I have no idea. Yeah. Caden kind of sits here silent for a minute, and he hears like bits and pieces of uh, Voltaire and Eliana's conversation. And if Joan was looking at him, he noticed that he actually is kind of developing a very sad look on his face. You all right there? Mm, just lots to think about. Yeah. Yeah. I guess you did see that. Um, look, I know that you're worried about Eliana and Voltaire and what's going to happen. The fact that a crazy fairy lady's trying to murder everyone in my hometown. Well, not everyone, but enough to, I don't, whatever she, whatever crazy stuff she was saying. Whatever nature deems necessary, but nature's indiscriminate, so. Who knows? But as uh, experienced as you are with uh, your time with Morgan and fending for yourself in Vegas, I'm a little worried about you as well. This isn't exactly uh, your regular job. <laughs> You're right. This is not mixing drinks. Though you, all, you do seem to be handling it fairly well. Well, all things considered. I'm doing something. Uh <laughs> It's better than sitting around and just letting stuff happen to me. Do you care if you die? Yeah, <laughs> but it's not like this is a safe world. It's not like if I were to, to hitch a ride and move to Canada or something, there wouldn't be <laughs> abominable snowman or something that can't eat me up. Like, <laughs> believe, believe me, I know that very well. But there's a difference between just living life, you know, normal as you were, versus actively throwing yourself into the line of that teeth, fire, monster, what have you. I know what you're talking about. I typically stay further back. I let you guys take the teeth. My problem is I keep getting shot. <laughs> like, uh, I'm just making sure I wasn't one of those, right? Uh, no, Voltaire was the one who shot me. Okay. Well, he was he was going through a bit, and uh, so sorry. <laughs> Even if you're staying back, what happens if all of us die or get hurt or or incapacitated in some way? I mean, like I'm saying, yeah, it, I understand. I mean, Rian's the one who's all about following a noble cause or just doing something, and I understand the drive to do that, especially if uh, you've been having others do things under you your entire life. Well, at the same time, it kind of just, it's interesting to see that your decision in doing something is uh, throwing yourself right into the thick of things, right where it's most dangerous, things like kind of very fast dive into the deep end. Would you prefer I go into politics or? I'm just wondering why you chose this. Well, technically, uh, it kind of landed on my doorstep. Uh. All right, that's fair. But I don't know, after that first time, like, it just, it felt good to do something. 
it felt good to take action and make the choice myself. Growing up, all my choices were pretty much decided for me. Mm. And then after I got over the whole panic stage of being in the mortal world, then I just kind of plateaued. Nothing was happening. And I don't know, it's, I, it feels good to, it feels good to help people too. Mm. Like my job's fun, but pre-drinks. <laughs> but it's, uh, I, I wouldn't say that mixing drinks for a bunch of fairies, half fairies and uh, randos is quite as fulfilling as throwing a monster into a column and uh, <laughs> mm. or, or just or quite as entertaining as uh, lying my way past cops. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't awake for whenever the whole process of that bear being slammed into concrete or whatnot, I had to be uh, woken up not long after. But uh, I hope you know that uh, if I have ever done anything to uh, cross you or uh, offend you in any way, I hope that made up for it at that moment. <laughs> you don't you don't have anything to be sorry about. Well, well I could have left you there. Yeah, I know. I mean, like... <laughs> my, my thought was, again, like, maybe I'm sorry for the thought that I had. Well, you didn't... Uh, you didn't hurt me there, so it's aces here. <laughs> All right. I'm just ready to, I don't know, feel, I think it would be really satisfying to light Morgaus's face on fire. Mm. Don't know how effective it would be, but it would be really satisfying. I don't, I don't know. She's kind of almost like nature itself in a way. I think it'd be quite effective if she's on fire. Yeah, but if she's really at Godmother's level of power, then I would die really fast. <laughs> Well, that's why we're there, too, with all those endless supply of Molotovs from Voltaire and who knows what else is going to come out of his pockets from Rayanne and eh, Eliana's not a slouch either. Very resourceful. I'm not saying that we'll live through it, but it'll make me feel better if a good amount of her is burned away or something. Well, I guess we'll find out what we can do when we actually get to the city. I think it's probably best if we get some more friends on our side, to be truly honest. You have any ideas? We always go back to that Morona kid. Oh, yeah, the the guy with the... I don't know, what was he like a priest or... He was a monster hunter, but he also could, like, was able to heal old wizard McGee. Uh, he's Mormon. <laughs> okay. I have some experience with him before. Somewhat intimate in here in places and... Uh, but no, like, I, I mean, like, he... If anyone has more friends who are monster hunters who also happen to live in Vegas, he's at least a star. And then who knows? I don't want to say it, but if uh, Morgaus is shifting the balance in Vegas, I think Morgan would want to know. But I don't want, I personally don't want to tell her. I was about to say, if you want to tell her, that's cool. I'm just saying it'd be important. You know, if we could find Elaine and tell her first and be like, yeah, she, you could tell Morgan. That'd be fine. I definitely don't have a line to Elaine, but maybe someone back at the solstice does. Again, I guess it depends on what Vegas is like when we get back, whether or not it's full on war or something else by the time we get back. But uh, Yeah, but no, that's actually a good idea. I think first place I'll go will be the solstice, see if we can contact any Seely Fae that can get us a line to Elaine. I'll see what I can do about contacting Moroni and see if he knows how to get in contact with the Hounds, God. They probably want to know what's happening. They're like uh, you, but 
uh, more like all righteous, right? <laughs> Me, but NASA. Yeah, that's a good way of saying. <laughs> mm, yeah, it'd be nice to have some of them on our side. Clearly, I'm not enough because I'm not nice. Apparently, I was more indicating the fact that it would be nice to have a bunch of people who can turn into wolves and mm. whatnot. I mean, yeah, that would be nice. We'll see. Is that soda any good? Well, I drank it, so. Wow, don't give a straight yeah, answer. Good. <laughs> Grab one from the cooler. He, like, canes his way over to the cooler. He's like, all right, all right. Jeez. He pulls one out. What color is it? Oh, uh, that's the pink one. That's Fufu Berry. Mm, he just reaches, he reaches back in. What about this oh, one? That's a good one. <laughs> what about this one? That's the orange cream. All right, I can take that. <laughs> What, is Fufu Berry too girly for you? Is it, is it an affront to your manliness to drink a drink called Fufu Berry? No, it's just the name Fufu Berry churns my stomach before it even got in there. <laughs> okay, whatever. <laughs> no such thing as a Fufu Berry. Goodness me. <laughs> Sits back down next to Joan, cracks open, just starts drinking a little bit. Yeah, it's fine. So during all the conversations and while Rian... So while Rian's reading and studying the journal to the best of his capabilities, uh, he just takes out his wallet and then takes out that laminated picture of him and his parents when he was getting his, uh, like his certification of entering into the spirit card. And he's starting to cry a little when he's like, just thinking about everything that just happened and this. Suddenly, there's a bottle of Fufu Berry soda in his lap. Did he really throw it at Rian? It's a gentle toss in what he assumes is Rian's direction. Rian probably be like, oh, what? Um, He's Caden sitting down again. Rian just cracks it open and drinks it. It tastes really good. <laughs> he doesn't even care. Worth it. Um, you were able to figure out some of the cipher at all. Okay. Future checks to try to read the book for you are easier, and if you help other people, same situation. Basically, the black guy are removed. Oh, nice. That's nice. Cool. That is good. That's good. Every little helps. Every little bit helps, yeah. Can we make uh, another check to see if you can discover any more real quick? Uh, I think Joan's going to try. She's been, she's, she's, eat, she's finished her sandwich. She's had three sodas. I will let Joan have a try. Rian's going to help her with three and cipher. So, assisting. What and kind of knowledge you not education. Uh, okay, never mind. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I can't help. Okay, no one is educated. Nope. All right, so together they're able to figure out some things. Yes. Cool. They're able to figure out that the cave paintings and depict a story too far back to remember something was unleashed in the desert. A horrible, horrible thing. An entity that had so much evil, destructive power that its effects are still felt today. In a place now known as Death Valley. It was not a valley before, and it was a lot nicer. But this thing was finally, after its rampage, bound beneath what is now Las Vegas. Well, that is quite disturbing. Care to share with the rest of the class? Um, That'd be cheating. What was that? There's a time and a place. 
made me feel a little better. <laughs> All right. Um, so uh, I uh, made someone feel better. Apparently, there's something bound beneath Las Vegas that the last time it got out, Death Valley happened. Oh, good. Mm. Oh, great. Okay. Mm. Yeah. Do you know anything about this? They kind of deal in forbidden knowledge. Oh, the question isn't does the Order know about this. The question is do you know about this? <laughs> I imagine... The question is, do you have the clearance for this? What is your security? Oh, 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 oh. Let's can you roll and see if my pay grade is high enough. Yeah, what's your uh, knowledge forbidden? Rank two intellect three. How hard would check? I would like to flip the story point. Dude. All right, flip back. That's <laughs> what they're made for. Hello. Triple despair. I get hit by a meteor. <laughs> just, just by thinking no. about it. Just like <laughs> lands on you. <laughs> So, you've heard rumors. So you know that Nikolai Zaitlos, the man in charge of the Order in Vegas, is one of the partners. The partners are the heads of the Order, and each of them is a pair of mortal and fallen angel. Okay. But there are rumors that Zaitlos is even more than just a partner. That when he moved to Vegas, he made a deal with something else. Something that hungered for sin. A figurative deal with the devil, one might say. <laughs> yes. More powerful than even the Order is used to dealing with. And whatever this thing is, it has made Zaitlos incredibly powerful as he built Las Vegas to feed this thing's hunger. Very interesting. I thought we agreed no deals with the devil. We did not agree on such things, and Voltaire's already done it. There, there, thank you. I don't think Zaitlos agreed on that yet. I'm pretty sure Zaitlos has made many deals with many devils, uh, including the one currently acting as his shadow. Zaitlos hears your comment and feels ashamed. <laughs> Zaitlos hears your comment and laughs. He's like, ah, you're right. Dealing with devils is kind of the business. So this thing is currently satisfied. Currently? Okay. If this thing is the same thing that the journal is talking about, if, say, Vegas's system of constant supply of sin were to be disrupted, there might be some repercussions. Ah. As... And that this thing might be strong enough to test its bonds. And as... Brienne and Joan are explaining that. You just see Voltaire starting to put some pieces together. <laughs> and he's like, oh, that would explain a lot. Care to explain yourself? Care to share with the rest of the class? Do tell. <laughs> That's my life. <laughs> I was going to steal it. Huh. <laughs> you got to move quicker. Hey, I can't react fast, you know. I don't see it coming. <laughs> Blind man joke. Mm. I'm full of them. But anyway. Seriously, what? What? What are you talking about? What's happening? I happen to work for the most powerful person in Vegas. Yeah, yeah, we know you work for yeah. Dina's. No, I'm, I am specifically referring to Nikolai Zetlos. And? <laughs> Rumor has it he has made a deal. A deal with someone or something that is excessively powerful. And he made this deal to get the power he has now, I take it? He made the deal to satisfy its hunger. 
There is a reason that Las Vegas is called Sin City. This thing hungers for sin. Oh, that. And everything that's happening right now could possibly disrupt the sad satisfaction of its hunger, I think. Well, if the system were to be, say, disrupted by murdering several key figures among the ruling factions of the city. Oh, oh, wait, no. Remember, remember what the the Bavinci were doing when we first started this? Yes. Mm-hmm. I think it's more than just specifically these high-ranking being murdered. I think it's specifically to start all the factions fighting each other. Yeah, I think if we were to check, there might be, I think these things might be trying to frame different factions for just a guess. <laughs> that true. So let's say if one was to start a civil war in and amongst the supernatural factions of the city of Las Vegas, this thing may get curious enough to test the bounds of its cage. And that would not be good for anybody. Frick, 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 frick. <laughs> so, uh, the how far what? Helicopter gets here? I'm sorry, what was that, Eliana? Uh, therefore what? What do we... Do you know of a way to... Stop a civil war? Question mark? Well, that's, that's, that's essentially been my entire job. Yeah, you never really explained what your job was to us. Yeah. Oh, I explained it quite clearly. Oh. Which was, what again? To keep the natural order of things in Vegas. By doing what? Exactly? Oh, well, we've seen what he's been doing. Oh, we know. Change it. Is killing necessary for all of that, though? He hasn't killed every time. Well, it kind of was with the Bavinci and, and the... Laurid. And... I don't... And... You know, we've done this. We've been here. Let's just move forward, okay? Let's... And that's, that's when we finally hear the chop, 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 chop of the helicopter blades. Wow. Crazy. I was wondering when he would get there. Well, I guess that's all right out of here. Yep. Uh-huh. And now I get to go. Now I get to go figure out what exactly is happening from my dear Mister Zetos. I think another thing for us is that we should go see a couple of doctors. Right. So uh, we're all we're all pretty badly injured. Mm-hmm. The city's on the verge of chaos, uh-huh. and it's our job to stop it. Apparently. Well, in all technicalities, it's my job. It's his job. Okay, sorry. It's your job, but I like Vegas. I like living there. I don't want it to collapse in on itself. I have things, so yeah. So he's paying me, so it's my job too, I guess. <laughs> yes, I am paying. I am paying, Kate. So um, this is one hunt that I would rather see finished in a good manner than a bad manner. Great. This should be a um, barrel of laughs. The only way to make better is if Coyote was joining us. Don't, don't, don't. Stop. Nope. Stop. Please. Nope. Please. I think, Rian, you think and he shows up, so stop, stop right there. <laughs> Voltaire said that, and he just put his hands together. Lord, please, please. <laughs> Rian right. is just um, doing everything he can to hold back the barrel of laughs. <laughs> Look at your look at your wound thresholds. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, so at the helicopter lands, get in the helicopter, and that is where we are going to end this. <gasps> Wait, can I ask one question? Yes. Does Eliana have any notifications? Ah. Uh, yes. What kind of notifications? 
There are several from a not happy sounding Donovan. Awesome. And that's all I need to know. <laughs> now we have a name. We. That's all I need to know. <laughs> now we have a name. We. I, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Neither do the listeners, so that's getting cut. Um, <laughs> what fascinates me is that he voluntarily considered murdering Eliana and Voltaire. And that's a very different move for anything associated with Nathaniel. It's true. And I, I agree. Like that. That's good. Yeah. All right. That was actually, I did love. Like, especially, like, being honestly considering murdering Eliana and Voltaire there. But, I was pretty taken aback. I was shocked. I was um, shook. To be fair, to be fair, Voltaire, nothing his father said was a lie. Completely <laughs> <laughs> It's honest. true, yeah. It's true. As for the okay. Eliana thing, oh, that man, was that interesting. <laughs> it's a mercy killing. Oh, and then yeah, we can we can have it's a mercy. If we had too. part of a podcast where like, we like actually sit down and talk about what just happened, like they do in Critical Role after like every episode, like can we every episode? Yeah, I think so. Boy. Like like they do their podcast think- where they do their episode, and then they have another thing where like people ask questions. They like wait two days after people have seen it, and then like. They answer the questions, and not everyone's there to talk. Though it's like it it varies, like sort of like the McElroy's the the Adventure Zone zone, but just more frequent. Yeah, more frequent. I like the the Adventure Zone zone though, because they wait until the midpoint or the end, or like a, yeah. after an extremely significant event has occurred. Because I think there were three of them, right? Yeah. I'd rather, if yeah. I were to do something, I'd rather do a the Adventure Zone zone mm. type thing than just like one after every episode. Right. Especially mm. since this is the mystery and everyone's doing their own little mysteries and the f- yeah. control, the flow of information is important. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I'm loving, I do love, that was one of my favorite things about the ghost thing is bringing out like little bits from characters' <laughs> backstories and the individual mysteries. Mm. Boy. Oh, boy. So how are these conversations happening, people? I'm recording. I say, I say we vote Caitlin Voltaire first because they actually started a conversation. They haven't finished yeah. it yet. Right? I vote them first. How I didn't realize that it wasn't finished. I don't know <laughs> Look, Rhea needed an energy drink, okay? She did. I got distracted and thought it was done. Uh, <laughs> okay. Who has striking, strikingly pink hair? <laughs> what? I missed the beginning of this sentence. 
If only we had someone with connections to the Fae. Oh, and yeah. <laughs> If someone would ask, or let me know what the plan is. <laughs> Suddenly, there's a bottle of Fufu Berry soda in his lap. <laughs> What's this? What color is this? Slings it. What color is this? <laughs> no, he didn't fling it back. It was, he noticed it was.